Welcome to the A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Uh, Also find the links on Twitter and Instagram for the show. Hit us up on TikTok as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make everything happen for our show. And they help you guys with WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It's a tough time to buy a car. Make them a part of your car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Also, uh, a sponsor on today's show, A Moment's Peace Salon and Day Spa. Mother's Day is on Sunday. Don't mess it up. Don't forget about Mother's Day. And if, if you don't have anything planned yet, all you got to do, a momentspeace.com slash mom, and you get a gift card for her, whatever, whoever the mom is in your life. Could be grandma, aunt, uh, wife, whoever, girlfriend, if you're a dog mom out there, cat mom, a momentspeace.com slash mom is where to go. So Zach, AJ Brown has his uh, opening press conference for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know, you know, Josh says I'm so over AJ. Uh, so again, we will move on to uh, the Titans draft class uh, here throughout the rest of the week. And Eric says, Buck covered the AJ press conference, move on. Well, we haven't covered it yet. And sometimes different people watch the morning show than watch A to Z sports primetime. So we'll react to the press conference, but I think we have a different question and a different conversation than what Buck had last night. Cause Buck talked about the trade request angle of things, but we're going to talk about the winning angle of things that AJ Brown said, but Zach, here is the, uh, the, the minute-long clip of A.J. being asked, did he request a trade, followed up by his goals of winning with the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you uh, request a trade from Tennessee? And if so, can you help explain why? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try not to get into all that, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to look backwards. I'm you know, moving forward, and, you know, like I said, I'm excited. fans in Philadelphia going to learn about you? Uh, my passion for the game, my passion for to win. Um, you know, that's all I care about is winning. You know, uh, I'm not a big regular season guy. You know, I want to win it. I want to win it all, and that's my expectations coming into this building. I'm not trying to put expectations on the team, but you know, I want to win. You know. Uh, I haven't won some. I haven't won anything since I was in high school, so um, I know this is a great team, great organization that can get it done. So the Eagles, yes, they did win a Super Bowl in 2017 season and 2018 in February of 2018 is when they did win that Super Bowl. So that's AJ Brown yesterday. Real quick, let's hit on the trade request thing, right? Because you saw the smile that Titans fans loved so much for the last three years. And he said he's not going to get into that, and that he uh, is, you know, wants to move forward. He was asked, did he request a trade for the Titans? And he said, no comment, basically. If the answer was no, then he would have said no. That leads everybody to believe the answer is yes, he did request a trade out of Tennessee. He did also say well, that had been point- reported. Yeah, right. It had been reported, and so, but again, he decided to not comment. But he also did say in that press conference that he did kind of feel sad when the Titans were on board with the trade. 
right? So there are some conflicting emotions with what AJ Brown was seeing there. Titans fans are getting sensitive seeing him smile when he answers that question that he doesn't care about the Titans. But he also commented that he said, yeah, it, it is bittersweet because he's playing with his best friend. He's leaving a, an organization that did a lot of good for him and he did a lot of good for. Uh, and so, you know, I, I do think it's, it's very, it's tough because I don't think he wanted to be traded until he was traded. Once you're traded now, it's, oh my gosh, I'm playing with Jalen Hurts, my best friend. Let's go get it done. Right. Well, so I look at this, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday. It's like a divorce. You don't go up and ask. When you ask somebody, hey, why'd you get divorced? They don't usually, well, man, there are some drag-out fights behind closed doors. It was brutal. They usually don't open up. They usually say, well, no comment. I'm going to move, try to move on with my life. And in this situation, they got divorced and quickly found a new relationship because that's how sports works. And what do you say? Well, I found you know, somebody new, and this is hopefully going to be the love of my life, and I hope it works out, right? It's so new and fresh. That's kind of how I looked at his answer. When you ask somebody why they got divorced, they don't usually tell you the ins and outs. And I think he laughed because of all of the highs and lows and ups and downs that were reported that had gone on over the last several weeks from the Titans throwing out a low figure to – him requesting $80 million guaranteed to the the, the CAA and, and A.J. Brown's side not talking to them to eventually the Titans having to sack up and move on. And, you know, that was probably a tough decision for both. I mean, John Robinson spoke about this. Mike Vrabel spoke yeah. about this. They didn't necessarily want to do that, but sometimes the situation happens. It's like a divorce. I mean, I, I would have loved to stayed with that, that person, but – in the end, it was not going to get us to where we needed to go. It was irreconcilable uh, differences. You can't do anything. I mean, that's just what it is. And so that's – and it's a lot different now because you don't have press conferences after you get divorced. A.J. Brown does. And so I, I personally – and we'll talk about, you know, how he handled things. Listening to that, I think he answered the questions probably properly to not air a bunch of dirty laundry – because he had already done that with the tweet saying it's not my fault and quickly deleted it, right? He had to reset mm -hmm. after that. Now you go up, you get a second opportunity, you get asked the question, and you move forward and you talk about the future. Yeah, for sure. So the future that he brought up is that all he cares about is winning. You know, I, I do think A.J. Brown absolutely has a passion for the game of football. I do not question whatsoever his passion for the game of football. But what he said about winning, I thought was interesting. And so we're going to play this clip again and talk about winning. Uh, there's a lot of interesting comments in the, in the comment section, uh, you know, hating on A.J. Brown. But here's our question we're going to ask all of you. Would A.J. Brown have a better chance of, quote, winning at all, which is what he said, with the Titans or with the Eagles? Would A.J. Brown have a better chance of winning at all with the Titans or the Eagles, uh, we'll play this video. It's a tough question it for is. Titans fans. I mean, you got to really look yourself in the mirror. And I think this is why we're putting this on. Yeah. The Eagles are not this great. I mean, they're not Tampa. They're not uh, the they're Rams. Playoff, they're a playoff team, though, right? Yeah, they're a play now they got blown out. But, yes, they are a playoff <laughs> team. 
they, they are a playoff team, yeah. but this is a tough question, I think, for Titans fans to really look at the direction the Eagles are going versus the direction the Titans are going. I'm curious to hear what people have to say about this. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. All right, but first, let me tell you guys more about a moment's piece salon and day spa. Again, it's the takeover show for Mother's Day, a momentspiece.com slash mom. Make sure that you go make this a part of your Mother's Day uh, gift to whoever that mom is in your life. It's a guaranteed hit, a guaranteed touchdown. I was at a moment's peace sack on Sunday because my wife gifted me for my birthday a couple's massage for us. And so I love a moment's peace. I go to a moment's peace probably four times a year. I should probably go more often because of all the knots I have in my back uh, and, and all the you know tightness and soreness I have going on. But I love a moment's peace. It really is a great product, a great service. They have a ton of different services for you. Manicures, pedicures, uh, facials. Uh, massages. They just have the 45 minute neck and back massage too. Uh, the, the full salon for hair, whatever it might be for the mom in your life. All you got to do to guarantee a win on Mother's Day, a momentspeace.com slash mom for a gift card to put uh, for your mom in your life, a momentspeace.com slash mom. Definitely the perfect gift right there. Uh, I've gifted that. Austin has gifted that. You should gift that too. Very simple. Momentspeace.com slash mom. Also, download the BetMGM app right there on the screen. Promo code ATOZ Sports, but also promo code ATOZ200 tonight for a $10 money line wager to win you $200 when either team hits a three pointer. Tonight, you got. The Bucks and the Celts. I, look, I'm, dude, the Celtics need redemption right there. Yep. You can win uh, some money for new users. Use that promo code ATOZ200. All right. So what do you? So what are the comments saying here, Zach? As we're talking about, well, and we'll play the the video again. Would AJ Brown have a better chance of winning it all with the Titans or with the Eagles? Here is AJ Brown in his press conference yesterday. We're gonna focus on the second question. Of this video. Did you uh, request the trade from Tennessee? And if so, can you help explain why? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try not to get into all that, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to look backwards. I'm not moving forward. And, you know, like I said, I'm excited. Fans in Philadelphia going to learn about you? Uh, my passion for the game, my passion for to win. Um, You know, that's all I care about is winning, you know. Um, I'm not a big regular season guy, you know. I want to win it. I want to win it all. And that's my expectations coming into this building. I'm not trying to put expectations on the team, but, you know, I want to win. You know, uh, I haven't won some, I haven't won anything since I was in high school. So um, I know this is a great team, great organization. I can get it done. So there's AJ Brown yesterday. I wanted to win it all. I haven't won anything since high school. Uh, so he's playing with Jalen Hurts now, his best friend that he said. I saw a video of AJ walking off of the airport, uh, you know, tarmac, talking to Philly news guy about how uh, Jalen Hurts is his best friend. So does AJ Brown have a better chance of winning it all with the Titans or with the Eagles? What are the comments saying here, Zach? There's a lot to get to into with this conversation. Uh, Interact Troll King says Eagles with the Eagles emoji. D- Damon's kind of up in there. Uh, Titans, I guess. So not real uh, assured right there. John says, well, obviously the Eagles, the AFC is stacked. Yeah. But then Honky Tonk says the Titans because it's an easier division. Marie says Titans. Well, the, AFC, the, the 
NFC East is not exactly a, a bona fide stud division, but you got the Cowboys who are a good team. The, the NFC East. Yes, the NFC East. Did I not? I, I think anyway. you said but, AFC, but, okay. but, but yeah, just... regardless. Yeah. Uh, Brent says Titans because the Eagles don't have a quarterback or a running back. We touched on that a little bit yesterday. Titans all day. Uh, boils down to coaching. I'm going with the Titans and Vrabel from Lane. All right, so so putting a little backing behind that. Ryan says Titans, this is simple. First place AFC adds quality wide receiver to the draft. No brainer. I, I don't know if that's it's simple as that, but that is kind of how they, uh, they approached it. Stefan says, good luck winning with Hurts. He's ass. <laughs> Tannehill ain't all that, but still. So yeah, I mean, Jalen, because you watch because the, the you mentioned the blowout in the playoffs. Your Bucks blew out the Eagles in that playoff game. Jalen Hurts, you know, it, I like do I, anything. I want I want Jalen Hurts to be good. Like I I want him to. I want to think that he can be. I just don't know if he can or not. Yeah, uh, Kieran says the the Eagles are putting a team together while, and I don't know what the Titans are necessarily doing. <laughs> Everybody is putting a team together. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah, the the Texans are not I mean, really. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Texans draft was pretty legit. The Texans are putting a team together. That's, right, that's the comment right there. Uh, so let's see. You know, overall, I think you know Titans. Not even a question. Titans, Titans. The Eagles are sorry. You know, but Nas comes in here and says the Eagles, the NFC is way easier than the AFC, especially if Tannehill is your quarterback. AJ didn't know uh, they would draft Willis. So it, I, I'm going to go ahead and answer this because okay. I do think it's a tough question. I, I'm going to, I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer, but I think that, you know, the Titans are unique in the sense that they just drafted Malik Willis. And we haven't cha- we haven't talked about Malik Willis. We will this week. I think overall what the Titans are doing is very, very good. But I, I think what scares me away from this is the AFC as a whole. I think the competition is too stout. So I... I'm going to say the Eagles based on where the NFC is and them getting rid of some of their most quality quarterbacks. And, you know, Drew Brees leaving a couple of years ago. You saw Russell Wilson switch over. The 49ers are good, not great. I think they've kind of proven that. They do have the Super Bowl defending champion Rams. Tom Brady's going to leave after this season or the next, presumptuously. So, like, I, I don't, I look at the AFC and Justin Herbert. And uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, all of those teams. I doubt Ryan Tannehill. I did that right as he lost and threw three picks to the Bengals. So it's more about the NFC versus the AFC than the Titans versus the Eagles. But answering, I'm going to have to say the Eagles because the conference that they're in. I get that. Um, and so I, I did see uh, a, a comment that I thought was interesting. Uh, Nick says, AJ will get more targets in Philly, but we get more wins in Tennessee. Well, AJ also said that he's not a regular season guy. He wants to win in the playoffs. And again, like the, the Titans have won the playoffs more recently than the Eagles, even though the Eagles did win a Super Bowl within the last you know five years. But that the Eagles have completely flipped their organization since that Super Bowl championship with Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. So I think the Titans are the better team. The Titans are the 
better structured team right now. And if I'm putting like the odds are AJ Brown will not win a Super Bowl in his career. That's just the odds because it's hard to do. The odds are the same for Derrick Henry. He's probably not going to win a Super Bowl in his career. And so, uh, you know, I think neither are going to win, but I think the Titans are a better team. So I would say the Titans because if it, with AJ Brown, right? Because we're asking this question with AJ Brown on the team. And so with AJ Brown on the, on the team, with his connection with Tannehill, you can doubt Tannehill all you want. I don't disagree with the doubt there. But we can't doubt that Tannehill and AJ were really, really good together. And those guys were going to continue to be good together moving forward uh, as long as they were playing on the same roster. The Titans have a way better defense than what the Eagles have. And I think the Titans have a, a have the coach of the year. I think Eagles' Nick Seriani had a really good first year with the Eagles making the playoffs and all that. I don't, I don't think they're in a bad spot. But I believe in Tannehill more than I do in Jalen Hurts. I believe in Tannehill with A.J. Brown more than I believe in, in Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown. So my answer is Titans with this. And I think that's fair. It's a fair analogy. I, I just, if you're going to say that, I believe in Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick no, Mahomes, I, 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 again, I, more than I do than the others, right? Yeah, so but it's like, a, just a different way of looking sure, at it. Sure, sure, it, it is. But I, I don't think either is wrong or either is the right way to look at things. I think that's just, that's why we asked the question because I think it's fascinating. Because, but AJ Brown saying all he cared about was winning, and then, but he forced a trade out of the team that won the most games in the AFC last year, and so I, I do think he contradicts. Himself. Well, he's not a regular season guy, so he did clarify that. But I, that's <laughs> but that's BS too, because I can look back at AJ Brown's playoffs before this past year and say that he really wasn't a playoff guy either, because look, he had a great game against the Bengals, no doubt. He was, he was shut down against the Patriots, shut down against the Ravens, and shut down against the Chiefs in his first run of the playoffs. He had that touchdown early uh, in the game against the Ravens his second year in the playoffs, but then didn't really do much after that. So I, I, could, I could say a lot of things about A.J. Brown if he's going to say he's not a regular season guy. I could say, yeah, and you're, you're hurt a lot too. And you've continued to have back-to-back offseasons with knee scopes. So there's a lot of things he can say, and I can push back on him too. But I also think him saying that all he cares about is winning is incorrect because all he cared about was getting all the guaranteed money he could have possibly gotten. Because if all he cared about was winning, he would not have shut down negotiations with the Titans. Well, nobody only cares about winning besides right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the only MFer in this world that only cares about winning and doesn't care about his paycheck because of his situation. Boom! The, because he married the 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 most you know, the most wealthy model in the history of models. Right. So so you know. I, I don't necessarily take it for his word when, you know, everybody says that all I want to do is win. Well, no, you don't. You want to get paid and you want to win. So I, I, I don't knock him. I, for I just, this. I just think, but, but him saying after he forced a trade, him saying that all he cares about winning is just not right. It's, well, just it's something not you right. say at an introductory press conference. Well, like, literally, like, like some, no, no, no. If you had a coach for an introductory press conference of a new team, you're going to be like, look, check these boxes. All you want to do is win. Uh, you love the organization. We're gonna you love the direction that it's going. Yeah. You know, like, We're going to recruit our backyard. <laughs> right? he, he's, he's checking all the boxes. So I kind of yeah. see through that. 
I will say this. Austin. I have a question to follow up to. For go you. ahead. Go ahead. Well, so no, I want you to finish your point before I change directions with it. Uh, after waking up over the weekend and talking about it yesterday for the first time, this is kind of how I feel about the whole scenario. I think that going into this offseason, A.J. Brown and CAA, his agency, were like, look, this is going to be fun. We're going to negotiate. We're going to play a little hardball because this is the year that we're going to get paid. And then they definitely saw the wide receiver market blossom, for lack of a better term. Boom. Uh, explode. And then I think their eyes got wider because that's what happens, right? The industry told you that this position is valued a lot more than it was four months ago. And they, wanting to going into the offseason, they wanted to play hardball. But then they started to play a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And once the Titans offered their lower offer, offer they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is going to happen. And then it got bad. You know, we talked a little bit about like divorce at the beginning of the show of what you do and what you say after you get a divorce. I think AJ and the Titans are kind of waking up and like, man, I really still, we still love each other. I didn't really think I was going to end up this way, but here we are, right? Like yeah. this was not one of those things where it was like, this is what's going to happen. I can't stand that human being. I, I want to get out of the house. Uh, that was not how it is. I think it's more of like a, wow, we woke up and we weren't together anymore. Like right. that's, yeah. that's how I see how it is. And you know what? I think that's probably for the best for both sides because the Titans don't have to pay too much to a player that they don't value at that clip. And AJ gets his money with his best friend, in a new market, in a bigger market, in a bigger market, where he can right. make more money. And I and I and I do think Tory Dandy wanted AJ to go to a much bigger market because that's better for Tory Dandy and CAA. So here, so I do have a follow up question that only like you because you have the history of AJ Brown pre Titans, uh, you have good knowledge of that. So I, I, I is a serious, just curiosity question that I have about AJ Brown saying all he cares is about winning. But before I ask you that question, Zach. Tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone, who family-owned and operated, can, man, they can take your ride and your experience to a brand-new level. Your perfect make and model is right there at Wilson County Hyundai. You just got to go find it. How you find it, you can go online, look at their inventory, or you can test drive. Whether it's the Palisade, full-size SUV with third-row seating, could be the Sonata like I own, fuel efficient. I love my fuel efficiency of my Sonata. Also, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. They've got your perfect make and model. I'm telling you, I tell you that every day. You've got to just go find it. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app, NBA playoffs tonight. Take advantage of it with code ATOZ200 when you're a new user to the BetMGM app. That's code ATOZ200. All you got to do is place a $10 money line wager on either NBA playoff game tonight, and you're going to win 200 bucks when either team in that game hits a three-point shot. Easy as that, regardless of the money line bet. If I were, if I were you I, and I was a new user to BetMGM, I would go Milwaukee money line because it's plus money. Milwaukee money line uh, on that new user promo with ATOZ 200. Because if they win that, which they won game one pretty handily, 
then I get plus money on my $10 money line. If they lose it, somebody's hitting a three in the first five minutes and I get 200 bucks regardless. So that's how I would do it, Zach. Uh, I, I think the Celtics are going to win tonight, though. But the but Celtics that, money line is, is minus money. My whole point is, no, I, I know what you're saying. Just, I just don't believe the Bucks. I don't believe in that bet. That's just my personal that, opinion. That's fine. That's fine. It's a good strategy. Yeah, that's and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build good strategies. Maybe you want maybe the Grizzlies who are a slight dog. Maybe you want to bet the Ooh. money line on Memphis. Uh, I. I don't know. I'm just, Memphis, I'm just trying to set up the strategy. I'm just trying to do that. No, I, I, that's fair. That's I can't a, wait for game two for Memphis Warriors. I, yeah, I'm that, looking forward to that. That's for BetMGM app, ATOZ 200. Okay, Zach. So here's the question I want to ask you as today's show is presented by A Moment's Peace Salon and Day Spa uh, here. So for Mother's Day. So AJ Brown says all he cares about is winning. So AJ Brown had was a was an insanely high-rated recruit out of high school in Starkville, Mississippi. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes. He is from Starkville. He goes to Ole Miss, right? He was heavily recruited by Alabama. That was, I, I vaguely remember this. You remember it better, but I remember Ole Miss winning AJ Brown was a big deal uh, because Alabama wanted him. Billy Napier, who's now the head coach at Florida was AJ Brown's main recruiter. If AJ Brown truly only cared about winning, then why did he request a trade to the Eagles from the Titans, who were just the, the tops of the AFC? And why did he pick Ole Miss over Alabama if all he cares about is winning? I, well, again, he, he I, requested a trade openly, not to the Eagles. Okay, he openly. Just, but he requested but that, a trade. There's a difference. You can't request no, a fair, trade fair, to, fair. to a team. He requested a trade away from the team that had the that won the most. Unless games. you're Bobby Trees. Now you can request a trade to a particular team if you're Bobby Trees. But I, I do think AJ, I, the Titans did do him a solid by sending him. That I do think the Titans were going to go give him where he was going to get the deal. So anyway, regardless. But, but tell us, please, about the Ole Miss Alabama recruitment for AJ Brown. Because to me, was was that during the Hugh Freeze situation where he was paying a lot of guys, or was yeah, that? Yeah, that's the only way you get DK Metcalf. Now, DK Metcalf is unique because he's from Oxford, right? And Starkville is unique because he's there. Yeah, but Laquan Treadwell was from like Chicago, Chicago and that. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but there was funny business going around. So I, I cannot look into college recruiting because it's so bad. And now it's even worse, right? Oh With the, the the payment is literally the wild, wild west. And it has always been the wild, wild west there. But look, don't take an introductory press conference to a new team every single word. And I'm not just talking about AJ Brown. I'm talking about everybody in the history of introductory press conferences. They I, say the same thing. Yes. So, but, but like, my, again, my whole thing was like AJ Brown in his press conference said, you know, I haven't won anything since high school. All I want to do is win. Well, like, dude, Nick Saban was wanting you to come there. You might've won two titles <laughs> at, at Alabama. If you picked Alabama instead of Ole Miss, and then you might've had a better, I think he had a better chance of winning it all with the Titans rather than the Eagles. So AJ Brown's got two pretty good, two pretty good examples that he does not only care about winning. He also cares about money. So 
look, I understand which it in the title. Which is fine, which is fine. No, but that, that's where lie. I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. So, Austin, now let's all put ourselves, and this is very difficult because we're probably, I don't know if we're going to make $57 million guaranteed over four years. I don't know if we're, we're going to be able, anybody years. in the chat are ever <laughs> going to do that. But put yourself, put yourself in A.J. Brown's shoes right now, okay? And yeah. this is hard. Yeah. But you're 24 years old. You've just had three stellar seasons. Now, some of them have been injury-ridden, like last year. Yeah. You didn't get to 1K, but you were close. You're a dynamic wide receiver. You've got a big following. You're wanted. The market has just exploded. This is your opportunity to really cash in. That's his mindset. And now I think... That and we always say, man, you got to go get yours sometimes, man. Good, you know, best of luck. That's what you, hey, we would do the same thing. I think, in this sense, if you had AJ Brown's mindset and you were in the same position at 24 years old, I think this is the year and this is the opportunity to set your and change your family tree essentially, right? Sure. This, and sure. you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So I don't necessarily, is it greed or is it uh, intelligence? I, I don't know. You could you, probably a little bit of both intelligent to go get the money, greed to go get the money. But I think we all do this. This is our opportunity to cash in the lottery ticket. And so AJ Brown, probably from advice from his agency, you know, that didn't really care that was just trying to go get him the lottery ticket went out and went about this in a really strange way. The $80 million guaranteed. And the agency, though, look at what their history shows. Look what they just did with Debo. They they enjoy setting the damn thing on fire. Right. And so they did that to both of their clients, and one of their clients got exactly what they wanted. They got now to play with their best friend, which I, I – I'm getting old, tired of, I will say that if AJ Brown says that one more GD time, I'm going to shoot myself. I'm going to play with my best friend. I'm going to play like, okay, good. This go. is in middle school. This yeah, is uh, you know, yeah, It's like, like, it's like the same things. Like I fell in love with my best friend. I'm marrying my best friend. Like, okay, we get it. We understand it. Like, okay, move, move forward. I, I understand that AJ Brown, he's cashed in his lottery ticket. This was the time to do that, regardless okay. of the situation. And I do believe that his agency hurt and helped him. Helped him get the money, but hurt along the way right. while on how they did it. So Juan says, uh, and, and this is to Zach, Juan says, but you can't deny he went about it the wrong way. Do you think A.J. Brown went about this the wrong way? I think that probably I would place... If it was just between two, AJ and his agency, I believe AJ's probably 40% to blame, but I believe the majority is the sports agency. He's the, they are the representation. They can say whatever they want behind closed doors to get a deal. That I think is what happened because this a agency is so powerful. And it, it was that Juan? Juan asked, yeah. Do you, if you, if you think, or you say, he has one. said you I, can't deny I, and I, I have a little bit more experience than one on this. It, well, we, as an A to Z sports, have dealt with sports agencies. Like. Uh, we've dealt with sports agents. We have. We have yes, dealt with you agents. They, well, uh, well, one, I'll ask you have you dealt with a sports agent before? 
you can answer in the comments. So then I will double down and say, I have a little bit more experience on this. They, they are, they are sleazy. The majority of the time, they're only invested in their client. And here's the other thing of the reason why I can say that CAA is notorious for this. This is what they do. They are one of the biggest agencies in professional sports. They have done some, some sleazy things along the way numerous times. So I, to answer your question, I would place more blame on the sports agency than I do A.J. Brown. But A.J. Brown, if he really wanted to sign with the Tennessee Titans and only cared about winning and not as much about the guaranteed money that he requested, he could have signed with the Tennessee Titans. So there is, I'm not giving A.J. Brown a pass because you get, you get no passes in this. If you wanted to be a Titan, you could have been a Titan. But he decided to go a different route. And you know what? It all worked out the way that it was supposed to. Yeah, and the Titans have an opportunity to reset, right? And they have a chance to reset with Traylon Burks, who is the new SEC stud wide receiver, who uh, had a lot of comps to A.J. Brown throughout the draft process. So now let's talk about Traylon Burks a little bit and A.J. Brown, right? Because A.J. Brown had a, had a ridiculously good year, his rookie year. We'll go over those numbers again. Is it fair or foul for all of us, media, fans, everyone, to compare Traylon Burks to A.J. Brown's rookie season? Is it fair or foul to compare Traylon Burks to A.J. Brown's rookie season? But, Zach, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your brand new health plan. I did this at the beginning of the year. It's May. You've heard me talk about it, and I'm already reaping the benefit of it. You guys can too. It's a quick 30-minute health assessment. They ask you a bunch of questions. Then you get your quote. Then you realize, and I realized, man, this coverage is a lot better than my previous coverage. And I was paying 20% more each month for said coverage. I got better service. I'll be honest, my last health plan, I only talked to I didn't, I don't even think I talked to anybody <laughs> like it was ridiculous. And I actually have a relationship with the, the people that I have. Rachel, I remember Rachel helped me out. I get, I told Rachel, I was like, I would give you a shout out. And so here's a shout out to Rachel for giving me great coverage at a better rate, at better service at Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can log on today and start that process. Now, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app today. If you're a new user, use that promo code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. All you got to do, a $10 Moneyline wager wins you $200 uh, when either team in the game you bet on hits a three-point shot. So that's guaranteed to, bet, to be $200. I think you should either go uh, Memphis Moneyline or Milwaukee Moneyline with your $10 Moneyline wager to unlock that $200. But easy enough right there, that's code ATOZ200. For a $10 money line wager to win you $200 when either team hits a three-point shot, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued with knowledgeable free bets or site credit. Free bets expired seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. The question now, Zach, is it fair or foul for all of us to compare Traylon Burks to A.J. Brown's rookie season? Because A.J. Brown, as a rookie, 
he had in the regular season, he played all 16 games. He had 52 catches for 1,051 yards, eight touchdowns. He averaged 20 yards per reception. And he also had a rushing touchdown in that end around against the Saints. So nine total touchdowns for just over 1,100 total yards from scrimmage uh, and not a lot of touches. So fair or foul to compare Traylon Burks to AJ as a rookie. Let's go to the chat and then we'll answer the question ourselves. Eric says foul. Uh, Delo says foul. Ryan says foul. John says foul. Steven says foul. Yeah. Keelan says fair. Lou Man says fair. Uh, Fowler? What would this be for Mo? That, Mo? that is called sitting on the fair or foul fence. That is the fence, Mo. So I'm gonna look for you more in the comments. See if you can uh, get give me your official. Although answer. you is directly next to I on the keyboard, so I'm pretty sure that's a fair typo. Okay. All right, Mo. Let us know. We'll swing it on over to Mo here in a little bit. Uh, Jeff God, says, just gave me some serious throwbacks. <laughs> right? Uh, the aggro cag. Uh, yeah. Big Ten Jeff says fair. Same QBs. Jabu says foul. Patrick says foul. Titans Kyle says foul. Uh, Jeff the Barbarian also says foul. Fair coming in from Devin and Magic Maggle. Uh, foul from Ronnie foul, but it'll happen from Steven, which I, I think, <laughs> I think that last part is true. Uh, Donald says foul. So does Mel unfair from Timmy Burks could end up being better. Burks could end up being worse. I love how Timmy put extra effort into saying unfair instead of foul. <laughs> right. Uh, Willie, Willie says foul. David says foul. So I think overall, and, and Mo, we were back to yeah. Mo. Mo yeah. officially says fair. So I want to get Mo's take on that. Overall, I mean, I think it, it is close because you have some trickle in fairs. Ryan says it's fair. He's a first rounder. Kendall Wright's a first rounder, got a, a thousand yards. Not in his rookie season. Not in his rookie year. Yeah. Um. So Austin, where are you on this? Are you fair or foul? Um. So I, I think we have to lay out a couple um points, right? Because yeah, AJ Brown's a second round pick and uh, Traylon Burks is a first round pick. So I, I think there are high expectations and he will absolutely be compared to AJ Brown as a rookie. I don't think it's fair to compare AJ, how AJ Brown got there, right? Because 52 catches averaging 20 yards a catch, that's not going to happen. Like, there is zero way that Traylon Burks will average 50, uh, 20 yards a catch. Can he average 14 or 15? Yeah. Can he get 1,000 yards? Absolutely. Because A.J. Brown was not the number one guy going into the year. That was, the, that was supposed to be the Corey Davis breakout that it was not. Right? It was the A.J. breakout. Yeah, but yeah. but going in... But, but let's see, because remember... AJ was getting second team reps with Tannehill. Corey was getting first team reps with Mariota. And that was the, oh my God, Corey Davis is having an incredible training camp, training camp. And then he didn't do much as, as much in the regular season. So, but I think it's fair. I think it's fair to expect a thousand yards from Traylon Burks in his rookie season. Because I think the opportunity is there within the offense. But what's your final answer? Fair. Fair. I think it's fair to look at AJ as a rookie and Burks as a rookie and expect the production to line up. 
I, I don't expect 20 yards a catch. That's crazy. But I do expect 1,000 yards. And that is fair. And, oh. and, and Bobby Trees, as Lou Man brings up, is in recovery. Right? So, Burks is going to... There is no other choice but for Traylon Burks to be ready to go. That's the only choice the Titans have. It's the only choice Mike Vrabel has, Todd Downing, Kelly, Rob Moore. It's the only choice they have is to get Traylon Burks ready. So I'm going so cre- to give credit to uh, one of our A to Z sports employees and primetime host, Buck Rising. Ooh. Because Buck, uh, Buck said, tweeted something, which he tweets a lot. But he tweeted something that I think was absolutely correct. And from here on out, it is how I will judge this situation. I think it's a perfect comp. And I've it kind of goes along with my comparison of, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, because I think they're the same type of quarterback. But Buck tweeted out that if you're going to trade away your superstar wide receiver, like the Minnesota Vikings did with Stefan Diggs, and go draft a first-round wide receiver like Justin Jefferson, the Titans, Traylon Burks, better be Justin Jefferson. And you got four picks ahead. Justin Jefferson was 22 overall. Mm -hmm. Traylon Burks was 18 overall. I will hold, and this is going to be unfair, and everybody's going to get mad at me. I am going to hold the Tennessee Titans and Traylon Burks to that standard. Now, this is why I think it is fair. I think Traylon Burks can do things that A.J. Brown did not do in his rookie season. I think Traylon Burks can get more yards receiving because of the extra game that the NFL has added. Mm -hmm. I think Traylon Burks can get Offensive Rookie of the Year because A.J. Brown did not. But A.J. was a top three, right? Yeah, but he didn't win it. Nick Bosa won it and Kyler Murray won it. So, like... That's where I think Traylon Burks can have a better season than A.J. Brown. Nine touchdowns is a high bar. I mean, nine touchdowns, I mean, damn, right? That that was kind of his showcase. But Justin Jefferson, his rookie year, he had 1,400 yards receiving in 16 games and seven touchdowns. Austin, if you ask me, do I think that Traylon Burks can get 1,250 yards receiving? I'm going to say yes. I think I, he can. I, I don't he, know if If he got it. that, if he got that, that is a damn good rookie season. Yeah. If he got if he got six touchdowns on top of all that, now you are in the Justin Jefferson type atmosphere in which you need to be. I judge players on where they are drafted. That's why I'm so harsh on Corey Davis, and I think he's a trash bust because he was number five overall. You had four picks that you couldn't decide, and then you had the pick of the litter. Now, in this sense, you traded away for the 18th overall pick. You drafted the guy that you targeted, right? Now, granted, he was the sixth out of sixth wide receiver taken in the first round. So he's the last guy out of the first round, but he fit He fit the mold that you wanted. 6'3", big, go up and get it, A.J. Brown-type receiver. I will judge Traylon Burks based on A.J. Brown, but also based on Justin Jefferson. Best case scenario, well, he works out that way. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, you know, 
I think the main thing that's tough is, and, and Drew is bringing this up in the chat, is Arthur Smith versus Todd Downing, right? Arthur Smith knew what to do. Arthur Smith was force-feeding the ball to AJ. Uh, Arthur he, Smith also had a 2,000-yard rusher. Did not, cannot, not in the rookie year. Rookie year. Well, uh, yeah, how, many, how many yards did Derek run that year? 1,500. <laughs> but again, but uh, we're talking about the rookie year. So when you but, bring but up 2,000 yards, how many yards right. did Derek run for, for Downing? Like, I mean, we have to bring that up. I'm not a supporting lot, Downing. A by lot name. of yards. But <laughs> he was gone for like nine Yeah, games. I know. But Todd Downing was, it's not like we were all like, like praising Todd Downing before Henry got hurt. No, Todd Downing was bad with Derrick Henry, with AJ Brown, with Julio, and he was bad without him. Like Todd Downing was not any good last year. He was not. He was objectively bad as a Titans play caller. That's why oh, they but bring I, I do have Kelly. to say, I mean, a, a healthy Derrick Henry for a full season does help yeah, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely helps. No doubt about that. And if you like the doc talk from a month or so ago, then you'll hear good things about that. But but I, I think I think 1250 is a lot. You know, if if Traylon Burks averages AJ's yards per game from his rookie season, then, then Burks will just go over 1100 yards, which I think 1100 yards is that that's that number. I think Traylon Burks can get a thousand. Uh, so yeah, I think it's fair, but you know, they're both, they're cut from the same type of cloth, right? Big body guy. You mentioned it strong physical play type. That is really good run after the catch. And where AJ surprised so many people as a rookie was taking the short, the short route, and just busting it for 40-plus yards that led to a lot of those touchdowns. Can Burks do the same type of thing? So how Justin Jefferson got to the as many yards as he did, he had seven 100-yard games in his rookie season. How many catches did Jefferson have on that? Uh, well, overall, he had 88 receptions. Like, so that's, AJ, and you, but you said it, I mean, the most impressive thing about AJ is he did it on the number of receptions he did. Yeah. Just 52, which is ridiculous. ridiculous. Isn't that, I mean, it's wild. So yeah. you, you have to have those 100 yard games that are so, breakouts for you to achieve this. So here, here's what I, I just did some math, right. And we'll talk more about Burks later on. Right. I said, if Traylon Burks averages 65 yards a game, that's 1,116 yards for the season. Let's say AJ averaged 20 yards a catch. That's absurd and not can be replicated. Let's just say Burks averages 15 yards a catch. That means Traylon Burks needs 70, 74, 75 catches. 74 yeah, catches. We all at, we all agree that he has to have more targets than any other wide receiver has had for the Tennessee Titans, yeah. right? I mean, Derrick Henry, regardless of Derrick Henry being in the backfield, you know, two weeks ago, you and I had a conversation saying the Titans offense has to evolve into A.J. Brown, number one, right? Now it has to evolve ar around Traylon Burks. And I look, I, I'm excited about Traylon Burks, and we'll talk a ton about him. What is his specialty, right? You you said A.J. Brown's specialty. Is his specialty the back shoulder throw? Is his specialty like Mike Evans, you throw it up there and he just jumps over the guy and gets it in the end zone? I mean, we saw that, and I will say this, I saw that against Ole Miss this past year when it was you know 52 to 53 and it came down to the wire. The reason why Arkansas was in that football game was because of one man, and that man was named Traylon Burks. 
So we've seen a little bit of what he can do, but what is his special sauce that we have just not seen yet in the pros? If Justin Jefferson has that special sauce too, right? I mean, he he likes post routes. Justin Jefferson can throw, can run one of some of the best post routes that you can see. And he takes it, he grabs it, and he goes. You saw that, honestly, against the Titans when they were in Minnesota that one game. So that's kind of my bar of where I'm setting, setting it. To answer the question, yes, it is absolutely completely fair because of what happened and how it went down to judge Traylon Burke's rookie season on A.J. Brown's rookie season. So I said Traylon Burks has to have like 74 catches to get to that 1,100 yards at 15 yards a, a pop. Do you know the last Titan to have 74 catches in a season? Shoot. Um, Kendall Wright? Uh, Delaney Walker in 2017. And he's not even a wide receiver. So wide receiver, probably the last one had to have been Kendall Wright in this thousand yard season. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because you've got like Rashard Matthews topped out at 65. Corey Davis topped out at 65. AJ Brown topped out at 70. You know, like you've got all like it's it isn't it crazy that it, but we're just putting I think I think Traylon Burks needs 70 catches. Like that should not be that difficult. But it is for this franchise. Well, yeah, and this franchise notoriously is not a throw-first franchise. Their quarterbacks have been brutal. Even McNair, who threw the ball, they were still an Eddie George, run the ball, play good defense, kick field goals type team. So, you know, and Vince Young sucked. Jake Locker sucked. Uh, Mariota ended up not being able to, to be as good as they needed him to be. And Ryan Tannehill has a lower ceiling. There's the Titans franchise in a nutshell, literally like 15 <laughs> seconds. There you go. Oh, God. Now, Malik was... Willis, Malik Willis could be different. And we haven't talked about Music City Malik yet, but we, we got time this week. It's only Tuesday. AJ Brown has taken up two of our days. I promise you this chat. We got a big audience. We'll continue to have big audiences as we go throughout this week. We will talk about Malik Willis and maybe the change of the franchise in the future. And I, I don't even know what Austin thinks about that. Uh, you know, I, 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 he doesn't know what I think about that. But That's we right. will talk about that later this week. Time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. Let's get this thing rolling. We need your help. My God, we absolutely need uh, all of your help for Tuesday Sports Trivia because uh, we did not do a great job last week to start off. But Tuesday Sports Trivia coming up. We need everybody to stick around. We got 10 questions only one rule is no Googling. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know where to turn to, know who to trust, boneandjointtn.org in Franklin, also in Thompson Station, Brentwood, and in Nolensville. Again, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ. 200 that's atoz 200 and this is the great part about that we're hooking you up new users ten dollar money line wager can win you two hundred dollars when either team hits a three-pointer last night or tonight excuse me not last night tonight new users download the app today on your apple and android store you can win 200 bucks by 10 money ten dollar money line wager three-pointers are going to be flying tonight in either game 
find your money line wager and win you that that promo code right there ATOZ200 that's betmgm all right it's time it's that time for sports trivia Tuesday Sports Trivia is presented by BrentwoodImprint.com, your brand literally on anything. If you want new products for your company, uh, if you work for a company and you need new products for you, go tell your boss, hey, BrentwoodImprint.com, they can put the logo on any type of product, whether it's uh, hoodies, polos, golf shirts, uh, t-shirts, cups, mugs, they've got services, they get everything to promote that product, elevate your business with BrentwoodImprint.com. So, Zach, we've got 10 questions for Tuesday Sports Trivia. Last week, we went 6-4, and four, which was not good enough. So, let's get this thing rocking and rolling. We're all on the same team here today. So, even all the Eagles trolls uh, in the comment section can join our team. I'm talking to you, Troll King. But uh, let's get this thing rocking with Tuesday Sports Trivia, Zach. First question, and this is going to be tough. We need the chat's help. How many players are on the field for each team in Australian rules football? So Mm -hmm. how many players are on the field for each team in an Australian rules football match? Where's Nate? We need Nate John, who is our... Yeah, Nate Nate lives in Australia. Yeah, I I I don't know if he's watching today. I don't remember... No, I saw him. I did see him. Is Nate He's lurking? R- Roland says eight. I think it's more than that. So how many players are on the field for each team in an Australian rules football match? So, you know, there would be 11 for American football. I mean, we've got 18. So Drew says 18, lock it in now. He says lock it in now. 18 seems like a bunch. I know it's a big-ass field. I mean, Drew Drew is oh. confident right here. Nate. Nate just letting us down with I've never played Aussie rules. But do you watch it? I mean, you live in Australia. Like, that would, like, I, I, uh. So, 18. Let's go 18, final A to Z. All right. Let's see. 18 players are permitted to take the field for each team with an additional four players on an interchange bench. Interesting. So it's like hockey, maybe. All right. One and oh. Okay. Here is uh, a multiple choice question. How many years did it take the Atlanta Falcons to win their first playoff game? 18, 6, 12, or 1? How many years did it take the Atlanta Falcons to win their first playoff game? 18, 6, 12, or 1? Preston says 12. Scott says 18. Pistol Grip says 6. Lou Man says 18. Stacy says 12. Jacob says 12. Jabu says 12. I, I, I think we're just getting guesses. 12 has kind of been the most popular. Yeah. Scott is the only one saying 18. 
Um, when did the Atlanta Falcons started in what? They were like, the, I, I want to say, were they an AFL team? I know they used to play outside. They weren't always in that dome. They were, yeah, the dome was only. I know the uniforms. Like I mean, they had red helmets. Um, Bobby, Bobby says 18 served us well in the first question. You think you're going to go back to back 18 answers? Uh, Scott says he thinks they started in 66. Yeah, no I want to say the 60 because the Bucks and the Seahawks started in 76 and they weren't a part of that expansion. I just don't know when they won their first playoff game. Let's go 12. 12 final A to Z. The fight, the Falcons were established in 1966 and did not notch their first playoff win until 1978, 78, 78, 78. Yeah. Two and oh, 12 years later, two and a start. All right, let's get it. Let's keep it rolling. It's a good start. Um, let's see here. Who owns the NFL record for most sacks in a single game? Ooh, single OC human Euro. No, I thought sure? it was Von Miller or DeMarcus. I think OC had seven. It's, I think it's DeMarcus Ware, dude. I think it's OC human Euro. I think he had seven. I think he had seven one year with the giants. chat see nobody's commenting because they don't know how to spell oc human euro brent says chandler jones <laughs> last year for the cardinals what about Derek thomas oh ronnie thomas, says man. lock it in Derek thomas was a freak dude i i titans kyle says it was Derek thomas with kc from alabama Derek Thomas? Yeah. Now you're I making the question. Yeah, I thought Derek Thomas went to Texas, but I no. All right, do we go Derek? All right, Derek Thomas final A to Z. Lock it in. The correct answer is in a 90 1990 game against the Seattle Seahawks, Derek Thomas sacked quarterback Dave Craig seven times. Poor Dave Craig. And yeah, he went to Alabama. Don't make me question my own game. <laughs> Who was the linebacker for Kansas City that went to Texas? It was uh, that was uh Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson. Okay. Come on. I got my Derek's messed up. Yeah, yeah. From decades away. All right, so three no. Uh which of the following was NFL rookie of the year? Adrian Peterson, Tony Dorsett, Eric Dickerson, or all of them? Which of the following was NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year? Adrian Peterson, Tony Dorsett, or Eric Dickerson? Or all of them? All. All. Are we 100? I I feel very confident about that. Yeah, all of them. Final lock it in. Wow, the Chiefs lost that game where Derek Thomas had eight sacks, according to Donald. All. Final A to Z. Tony Dorsett, Eric Dickerson, and Adrian Peterson all won Offensive Rookie of the Year honors. Okay. We're doing pretty good. We are. 
Here's another multiple choice. Which of the following players was selected earliest in the 2000 NFL draft? LeVar Arrington, Brian Erlacher, Sebastian Janikowski, or Tom Brady? Well, it's not Tom Brady. It's so, also not Erlacher. Janikowski was in the late teens. I think it's LeVar Arrington. LeVar, LeVar, Arrington. Arrington. LeVar Arrington was top five. Which LeVar of the Arrington following players was selected earliest in the 2000 <laughs> NFL draft? LeVar Arrington, Brian Urlacher, Sebastian Janikowski, or Tom Brady? It's LeVar. I want to say Janikowski was either 11 or 13. <clears throat> and then Urlacher was in the 20s, and Tom Brady was obviously 199. So I, it's definitely Le- LeVar Arrington was like top five. I want to say he might have been number two or three. Finally, to Z, LeVar Arrington. Second overall, LeVar Arrington. Brian Urlacher was ninth overall. Ninth. Janikowski was 17th. Oh, was close. Tom Brady was 199th. All right, so was that four or five? And oh? Yeah, it's five. That's five. Five and oh. Okay, we got two more sports questions. I will say this, uh, and... This I, I was going to save this for. This is a bonus question. I have a bonus question for us that is worth two. Okay. okay? That uh, who's the guy that does uh, NFL Red Zone that is not named Andrew Siciliano? Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen was at the NFL draft and asked a trivia question. And so I'm going to ask that for a bonus two questions at the end. Okay. Uh, next question. What NFL team boasted a quartet of linebackers known as the Crunch Bunch? Hmm. This has Scott Weaver all over it. I'm ready for Scott Weaver to just <laughs> blurt out the, the name. What NFL team boasted a quartet of linebackers known as the Crunch Bunch? I do love that name. No pressure, Scott. Because I don't know it. The Giants, Drew and Titans Kyle said the Giants. Scott says he's feeling the Saints, but Drew saying lock it in with the Giants. And then Jarrell says Saints. Drew Drew is spamming the chat with lock it in. Nick Ewan says the Saints. All right, I think we go Giants though. We've got a lot of Giants. Orlando and Jill also say Giants. So let's go with Giants, final A to Z. Linebackers Harry Carson, Brad Van Pelt, Lawrence Taylor, and Brian Kelly invented their own moniker, then created a company, the Board of Do Wreckers, (laughs) who sold products uh, and, and posters. Four players on a bulldozer wearing hard hats and looking mean. I've actually seen that, called the Crunch Bunch. That's great. Six and oh, baby. All right. So I, I, this may have changed because I don't know when this trivia is, but what is the NFL record for most receptions in a single game? The number? The number. Wasn't it Terrell Owens like 21? I do not know. Brandon Marshall says Jarrell. Brandon Marshall 22. I think I think Brandon Marshall broke TO's number. Brandon Marshall 22 sounds right. Uh 
So let's go 22, final A to Z. I think 21 was T.O.'s number. Terrell Owens set the NFL record in 2000 as a member of the San Francisco 49ers when he caught 20 passes against the Chicago Bears. Okay, hold on. Man, we were we were rolling. Was that six and one? Yeah, let's but Brandon Marshall caught 21 in 2009 against the Colts. So we were still wrong because we said 22. So. Yeah, that's why I was questioning the, the timing of it. All right, yeah. so we got three. Six and one, yeah. When was Diet Coke invented? After Coke. Correct. Next Yes, question. all right. <laughs> uh, let's say. When was Diet Coke invented? These are These are the ones that are tough. So what, are we six and one? We are six and one. We cannot we, crumble, guys. We cannot. Scott lose says 1982. <laughs> Zach says uh, 1980. Jarrell says 1992. It, it it was a 92. It's the 80s. Let's say let's just say the 1980s. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't specify the it doesn't say what year. It just says when was you that. Have, we have to do a year. Why? Because that was specifically when you can't do that. Oh, well, it, the the 17th century. You know, like you can't. That's. We have to do uh, a year. Brad Brad says 1982 because he's old. So let's go 1982 then. Final A to Z. Ooh. Unveiled. Yeah. yeah. July 8th, 1982. And introduced in the United States on August 9th. It was the first new brand since 1886 to use the Coca-Cola trademark. Hey, well, uh, Diet, Diet Coke's 40th birthday is coming up this summer. Wow. Um, all right. Next question is multiple Seven choice. One. Who won the first Nobel Prize for medicine? Emil von Bigren, Marie Curie, Ivan Pavlov, or Ronald Ross? I'm really feeling Ronald Ross. Who won the first Nobel Prize for medicine? Emil von Begren, Marie Curie, Ivan Pavlov, or Ronald Ross? I'm feeling Ronald Ross. We're getting a lot of Curry. Marie Curie is getting a lot of... Um, El- Liz says Marie was the first woman. Drew, I'm starting to get suspicious, Drew. Because he says Adolf Von Baring. Uh, Lock it in now. I'm Drew, starting to get suspicious of Drew. Drew, I'm going to block you. Drew, you're Block or just suspic- put in timeout? Uh, I'm going to put you in timeout. Yeah. Uh, I won't block you. But, Drew, you are... Well, fucking... There's so many comments. Drew, you are suspended. I'm not going to ban you from the page, but you're suspended. We don't play. Homie, don't play that, Drew. Respect the game. I feel like he's cheating. I I do too. So I I think we need to throw that question out. Okay. Well, let me, let's make sure that he was right. He was. 
That the question <laughs> is thrown out. Drew and and chat, this is what I want you to do tomorrow morning when we come in. Because he'll be unsuspended by tomorrow. Drew, and tell him this. If I catch you again, you're blocked from all of us. And because I, I th- this is I'll put your ass in forever timeout. So that's the last time that Drew's going to pull any of those stunts. And it also is a warning to anybody else that we catch trying to cheat. Okay? You don't cheat. You don't lie. You don't steal. It's literally the premise of what you should be as a human being. So, Drew, I hope you go back and listen to this after your ass got suspended. That's your last warning or you're out of here. All right, next question. All right. Um. You know what it was very good that we learned last week? The only, uh, and because I was in Vegas, the only king in a deck of cars without a mustache. Do you remember which one that was? Hearts. King of Hearts. I actually talked to somebody at the blackjack table about that one. (laughs) So, uh, all right, next uh, question. How old was Mary Stewart when she became Queen of Scotland? 16 years old, six days old, 26 years old, or six years old. How old was Mary Stewart when she became the Queen of Scotland? 16 years old, six days old, 26 years, or six? There's two sixes in there, which is suspicious. Well, there's four, but six days or six years. We're getting a lot of six days. I mean, that does kind of sound correct. Six days, six years, 16, 26. I mean. What is our record right now? Seven and one. Six days. Let's see. I think six days is the most popular. Titans Kyle says it had to be young. She died in her 40s. You want to lock it in? Tim says he's waiting on a DM from Drew to tell him the actual answer. <laughs> six, I think six years, six days is ridiculous. Let's go six years. Mary, the only so wait, where are you doing? Which six the years, final disease. Sorry, Mary, the only surviving legitimate child of King James the fifth was six days old when her father died. And she ascended to the throne. She spent most of her childhood in France while Scotland was ruled by regents. Interesting. All right. So seven and two. Dang. Well, we do have a bonus question, but yeah. what is the highest domination uh, dom- denomination bill ever printed in the United States? What was the highest denomination bill ever pr- printed in the United States? I don't know. A uh, hundred? <laughs> I've only seen a hundred. Ten thousand? One thousand dollar bill? Lucas says a one million dollar bill. <laughs> one million dollars. Ten <laughs> K? We're getting some ten. We're getting a lot more ten K. Ten K sounds right. I don't know why. I said we go 10K. You want to lock it in? Lock, final is eight, 10K. The highest current denomination bill is 100. The highest bill ever printed, however, was a 
$100,000 note that was printed from December 18th to 1934, uh, or December 18th, 1934 to January 9th, 1935. It was used only for official transactions between Federal Reserve banks. Mm-hmm. President Woodrow Wilson was pictured on the front. Now that's, that's information, but we got it wrong. Yeah. So Jerry says, I can't remember if it's 10 K or hundred K. Just watch something on this. Thanks, Jared. $100,000. Jerry, so get off finish? your phone when you're, when don't watch documentaries while scrolling through your phone. <laughs> what so, uh seven and three, seven and three are with our bonus. Now our bonus does not add to our losses. It just adds to our victories, right? Correct. That right. is what a bonus question is. Gotcha. Okay. We're ready for the bonus. We need it. Okay. Scott Hansen. Shout out Scott Hansen. And there will be a timer on this. Okay. Scott Hansen. So an interesting fact about the Dallas Cowboys, they have not drafted a first round quarterback since Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, that was 1989. 1989. Okay. They are the second longest team to not draft a quarterback in the first round. Who is the longest? You get one minute and it starts now. First thought was Seahawks. So this is basically just me talking to the chat. So my first thought is the Seattle Seahawks. um, Because I don't remember if they've drafted a quarterback. They definitely haven't in a long time. The Steelers did with Big Ben. If you guys just throw th- throw teams in the chat, Green Bay has with Rodgers. Broncos have with, with a lot. Um, keep throwing names in. I think it's the Seahawks, guys. Patriots uh, have with uh, Bledsoe. The Saints, oh, that's a good one too. The Saints did, yeah, in the 2000s with like uh, some... 48 seconds. You I, got 10 seconds. I think seconds. it's the Seahawks, man. I think it's the Seahawks. The Vikings did with Christian Ponder. The Saints did with like... Seven, six, five, Aaron Brooks four, I think three, it's Seahawks. Seahawks. Two, Seahawks. Seahawks final A to Z. Seahawks. 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 Seahawks final A to Z. Interesting. Well, the funny thing that you said was that was the guess as Jake and I were walking around Scott Hansen. That was the guess that I had. And so I'm wrong. Was the Seahawks first round quarterbacks. And I looked this up and I looked, Jake is 23 years old. He works right as he, I looked at it. He goes, can you guess it? I was like, yeah, there's no way you're going to guess this. But the Seahawks Drafted in 1993, Rick Meyer out of Notre Dame. The correct answer is the New Orleans Saints. No! Archie Manning, 1971. I was thinking of Kelly Smith was drafted by the Saints, but he was drafted by the Bengals. 
Oh. I, I was like, man, this is a great question. I loved that question. So shout out to Scott Hansen. Dang. Not we Chris st- Hansen. We started <laughs> we started six and zero, oh and ended seven and three. Oh. Draft guru. Yeah, that's right. Ian says the draft guru got one wrong. That's because you had to go back to before I was born to stump me. <laughs> oh, Rick Meyer. I but that was my guess. And I didn't I, I had about a minute too, because Hanson did a pick and then answered the question. So a little hey, that was a good little bonus trivia. Anytime uh, I run across those, I'll allow the chat to uh to take part. All right. So uh, you know. We're ju- we're only at sixty five percent. I'm with Derek. That was an absolute meltdown after a really hot start. Yeah, yeah, not great, not great. So we're thirteen to twenty. Um, so there we go with that. All right. Well, good show today. We will see you guys tomorrow morning on a Wednesday, talking more about the Titans draft and quarterback Malik Willis. Most likely, there is a Titans availability with some players today, so we'll be covering that as well on our social media. So get ready. Um, you know, I'm sure some Titans players will be asking about AJ Brown today. So we'll see you guys later on. Buck Rising Live tonight. It is Esports Primetime. Thanks for watching. Talk to you later. Adios.